Okay, stand by. Broadcasting from the Cruise Radio Studios in Jacksonville, Florida, this is Cruise Radio. Hey, I'm Matt Basford. And I'm Doug Parker. Check out our new website at cruiseradio.net. On this show, we'll talk to Maritime Attorney Jim Walker, and we'll get a review of the Carnival Destiny from our friend Chris Owen. A fun fact, Doug. Back in 96, the Carnival Destiny was the biggest ship in the world. Yeah, I just told you that. Yeah, it was over 100,000 tons. <laughs> First, Stuart, you're on the cruise, guys. Here, hello, Stuart. Hey, Matt. Hey, Doug. Hey, man. A cruise ship fire in Northern Europe happened early Thursday. Most importantly, is everyone okay? And uh, please fill us in on the details. Well, uh, Hurt and Gruden's uh, Nordlist uh, off the coast of Norway had a appears to be a, an explosion in the engine room, and it caused a fire, and two mem- two uh, crew members died, and two more were seriously injured. Uh, thankfully, it doesn't appear that uh, you know the passengers are hurt. They were evacuated by the lifeboats, and uh, the ship uh, you know was alongside uh, Norway and uh, Alisund, and uh, it was actually listing about 10 degrees. But uh, you know, thankfully, you know the 200 of the 207 passengers, uh, none were reported hurt, and unfortunately, of the 55 crew, two died and two were seriously injured. Norwegian Cruise Lines heads back to Ocho Rios, Jamaica after a six-year hiatus. Um, what's bringing them back there, and will this take away from other ports? Well, the uh, port that is going to lose uh, two of their ships is Costa Maya, Mexico, which also lost uh, the you know the Royal Caribbean ships because it was only being used temporarily uh, while they were building uh, Falmouth, Jamaica which, by the way, is doing phenomenal. Is it at 100% yet? Uh, not 100% yet. They say it's about 85%, but, uh, you know, the people, the reports, the, the tours are, are jumping. They're, they're, they're so happy with uh, the passengers, mm-hmm. are so happy with uh, the experience they're having there. But, um, uh, you know, after a six-year hiatus, uh, as you said, NCL is returning. They're going to be bringing uh, Norwegian Pearl and Norwegian Sun um, back to, you know, for the year 2011-2012 uh, cruise seasons, uh, which, is, which is good. It's going to be uh, 34 stops in, in Ocho Rios, and uh, they're also looking for, you know, what's going to happen uh, in 2012 and beyond. But uh, it's good news for Jamaica that, uh, you, know, they're, they're, you know, that another cruise line is willing to, you know, come back. But, uh, you know, Ocho Rios does need a lot of work, uh, you know, to bring it, uh, you know, into more of a, you know, a pleasant experience for the cruise passengers, and they know it. So we'll we'll see what happens. Are these port decisions based on like the customer satisfaction surveys? You know, that, that's a good question. And Doug, what what actually happens? You know, a lot of people don't realize those uh, customer questionnaires that you fill out, those guest questionnaires that you fill out at the conclusion of every cruise, is picked through uh, by the cruise lines immediately upon the ship arriving uh, in whatever port it is, and it's reviewed so that any pro- any and every problem that that occurred during that sailing can be immediately addressed. And when they ask you about your experience in each of these ports, a lot of times, you know, passengers may rate a port very poorly. And as a result, what the cruise line will do is it'll, if it gets enough of, you know, if, if a port, if a particular port gets a low enough rating, they'll, they'll find something else. So it's, it's very important that people, you know, properly rate these uh, ports. Uh, and it'll, I, I know of some ports that actually missed out because not enough people you know, uh, provided, you know, positive information, they left, and then the passengers became, you know, mad, and uh, they, they wound up, you know, bringing the port uh, back. But uh, in the case of Jamaica, they, you know, there were some issues back in 2005, you know, let's say just poor, you know, customer service issues uh, or passenger experiences, and uh, it's, it's good to see them going back and giving Jamaica another try. What's going on over in Mexico? Because there were some comments made uh, from Mexico's tourist board, in regards to the downturn in cruise passengers, what are you hearing? Well, 
it's it's actually funny. They're the the C the COO, the chief operating officer of the Mexican Tourist Board, um, claimed that essentially the the cruise cancellations were business decisions. It had nothing to do with violence and safety. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not really sure what was in his coffee that morning. Um, you know, I don't know if this was after an enormous amount of counseling and uh, yeah. rationalizing <laughs> and and trying to you know get over you know some bad dream. But the reality is that I mean the cruise lines did cancel because of uh, concerns for ship safety. And you, when you look at, at other ports and other other places around the world where the cruise lines are going, like you know Alexandria, Egypt, or Port, port Said, Egypt, you know, certain ports in Greece that uh, you know had some disruptions this past year. I mean that says a lot when you know ports like Mazatlan are removed from an itinerary. Uh, but you could easily see that you know the cruise the you know cruise passengers uh, were are avoiding. Uh, you know, going on on cruises to certain destinations simply because of of what they're hearing in the news, or you know, they're they're uncomfortable. Stuart, we're talking about the Western Caribbean. I have a question for the port of Grand Cayman. Now, right now, ships have to tender their dock, you know, away from the island. Will we ever see a cruise pier there where they can berth ships? That is, you know, one of the never-ending questions. You can't fathom. I mean, last year, I mean, they they, they experienced a twenty-five percent reduction. And, you know, fewer and fewer ships. I mean, that was one of the most popular cruise destinations in the entire Caribbean. I remember the last time I was there, there were about seven ships in port. When I say in port, docked, or I'm sorry, anchored off, off the coast of Georgetown, Grand Cayman, which represented about 25,000 uh, cruise passengers and crew. Wow. And, you know, it's been a long time since that has, uh, you know, repeated itself. And everyone keeps telling, St. Martin which was another island that did not have a cruise port, and they finally built it, and their business picked up. And why in the world Grand Cayman can't get it together to build the cruise pier to properly you know, provide a, a proper experience for the cruise passengers who bring in millions of dollars? Because what Grand Cayman's missing out on, Doug, is that you know, people go on a cruise, they experience a port. Wow, you know, Grand Cayman is awesome. The beaches here are phenomenal. I didn't get a chance to do... Stingray City, I want to go back. And people will go back there and maybe spend a week. But because they're not experiencing Grand Cayman, they're not going back to Grand Cayman on a vacation. Because, as you know, cruise is a great way to be able to experience different places and then return and spend additional time once you've had an opportunity to experience it. But Grand Cayman is just missing, missing the ball. Are there, like, protected reefs where cruise ships have to tender and can't actually build a, a cruise pier to berth ships? Not, not in Grand Cayman. It's, it's, it's no. nowhere near the, the area. This is just a, a problem where their, their leadership cannot get, cannot get it together. It's, a, it's unfortunate because it's, it's such a beautiful place to visit. Right, you can always email comments at cruiseradio.net. This listener question comes from Doug in Utah. He asks, are passport cards valid for Western Caribbean destinations? We're planning a cruise out of Tampa next year. Well, um, passport cards are valid. I mean, it is, it is proof of citizenship. But uh, I strongly recommend, I mean, I, I will tell you that you can also use your birth certificate along with a government-issued photo ID like a driver's license as well. Uh, the downside is is that if you miss your flight, uh, you know, coming to Tampa and you have to fly to your next port of call, which is international, you will need a passport. Also, if you're if you have to fly back in the event of an emergency, even though these you know all of these cruises are you know international travel, 
and it's, I, I strongly recommend you know the full passport. But you know if you have the uh, you know the passport card, it, it definitely will work. I'd say we're proud to have you a part of this show, but we don't have any options right now. <laughs> you guys are too much. This is Cruise Radio. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. Each episode, we give you Porthole Cruise Magazine's Pick of the Week. If you're cruising from Hamburg anytime between November 4th and December 4th, be sure to check out the biggest public festival in northern Germany. Hamburg's Dom Festival is a Hamburg tradition that happens three times a year in the spring, summer, and winter. It brings nearly two miles of booths, entertainment, and rides that create that quintessential fair environment, complete with the iconic Ferris wheel backdrop. Every Wednesday is Family Day, which comes with reduced prices, and every Friday night at 10.30, there's a huge fireworks show. Go to Hamburg.de to find out more. Always a pleasure to have our good friend Chris Owen with us, and you recently sailed aboard the Carnival Destiny, yes? I did. It was great, as a matter of fact. I'll tell you what, though. I had some worries about it when I, before we got on the ship. Why's that? Well, we just the last carnival ship we'd been on was the Carnival Magic, <laughs> brand new, shiny, beautiful <laughs> ship. You we were go spoiled. Fifteen-year-old ship, and I think, well, this is going to be like an old rust bucket or something like that. But right. not, not at all. It was very nice. Excellent, excellent. Did a good job on that ship. Now let's start with embarkation, Chris. How was it out of Miami? Embarkation in the port of Miami was nice. We've done enough cruises on uh, Carnival that were platinum members, so we get to hang around in the VIP lounge, which is real nice, and I almost didn't want to leave, but it was time to get on the ship, and uh took maybe 10 minutes to get on the ship uh, fast, easy. All right, since you, were, you mentioned being spoiled on the magic, you know, your cruise prior, and you had low expectations for the destiny, uh, what was your first reaction when, you know, you first boarded the ship? Well, that atrium that you that you first come into on pretty much any carnival ship is is kind of, is breathtaking. Yeah. Um, and and um, that this that the ship was 15 years old, I wouldn't have guessed uh, just by looking around because it was very clean. They did a good job with uh, keeping everything maintained real well and stuff like that. But um, I forgot to mention one of the reason why we chose the ship. Uh, we were on uh, the Carnival Destiny for our 30th wedding anniversary. Oh, congratulations! I'm sorry. I did. I, sorry if I missed that. <laughs> oh, that's that's okay. It was it was, uh, and the the neat thing was is it it was a four night cruise, just a four night cruise, going to Cozumel and Key West with one day at sea, and it was doing the exact same itinerary that we did 10 years ago. Huh. Um, right before 9/11, the tragedy of 9/11. Right on the Carnival Fascination. Same itinerary, different ship. Right. So we had been on ships like Carnival Destiny quite a few times on Carnival Victory, very similar ship, um, but never on a, a short cruise like this on a big ship like that. And it was nice. They, they did a good job. I'm going to assume for your 30th wedding anniversary, you got a, a nice cabin. 
Um, well, we had what is called a uh, aft wraparound balcony cabin, uh, Category 9, I think it is. Um, but we really like those because it's all the way at the back of the ship, and you can see on either side of the ship, plus with the wraparound balcony, you have even more space. The balcony's huge. You yeah, that's have nice. You could people out there if you wanted to. <laughs> and uh, No, really, you could. Really? Wow. <laughs> and uh, I think they had enough chairs for about 12. That's cool. And uh, Yeah, it's, it's real nice. Um, but um, one of the things that impressed us a lot was um, the casino operation. We were on that. The reason it shows that cruise and that particular sailing and that particular ship, one of the other reasons was because they had a special deal that I almost threw away. It came in the mail for uh, members of the Ocean Players Club. Yeah. On the, uh, the people that have gambled before. Right. Excuse me just a second. Okay, Recording. then. <laughs> okay. We can cut that out. Right. And, uh, <laughs> there's, there's a perfect example of how nice it is to have been married for 30 years. It is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honey, I'm recording. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, this thing that came in the mail was from the Ocean Players Club. It yeah. gave a, a great rate. It, uh, it, it gave uh, $75 worth of cash to play in the casino with. Oh, that's cool. I almost threw it away. I thought it was junk mail. But it wasn't, and, and apparently, you know, they they keep track when you put your little card in the in the slot machines. They keep track of how much you play, and every once in a while, they send out these things to people, and it, it was a real good deal. Chris, tell us about the public areas. We didn't go to any of them um, okay. because we were there for a four night uh, anniversary cruise, and and uh, we we didn't go to too many public areas. We went to the buffet area, we went to uh, the shops, nice shops, yeah. lots of good stuff there. Didn't see any of the entertainment venues. I can tell you that the room service was good. Yeah. And great, as a matter of fact. And what a neat deal. They put out a one-page piece of paper that has the whole room service menu on it. It's just as easy as, and it's right in the in with the everyday's uh, newspaper. And it's, you just look right at it, make your order, and it gets there, oh, about 10, 15 minutes from the time you order. 24 hours a day. They don't charge for anything. Nothing. Huh. There was Excellent. no charge for any of the room service, uh, which I thought was kind of neat because, you know, some of the cruise lines are charging for that, nor are they you know, at certain times of the day. Yeah, so there's no after-hours fee then? No, not oh, at all. cool. Not a penny. Any specialty restaurants on board? No specialty restaurants on this ship, but um, they had such a good variety of uh, food um, on the regular menu and in, on the buffets and on the room service. I didn't miss it. The big question, Chris, do they have Carnival's signature brew Thirsty Frog Red on board. There is, and we were the only ones drinking it, believe it or not. Huh. Um, it, 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 um, it, it's uh, in the... Uh, there's no Thirsty Frog Pub, I'm assuming. There's no Thirsty Frog Pub. It's served in a sports bar, but the, it's, it's just a different experience. Uh, Carnival Destiny uh, was, not the, was not the brand new shiny ship like Carnival Magic was, but it was every bit as enjoyable. Because it was, it is a different experience. It was a four-night cruise uh, going to Key West and Cozumel, one day at sea, uh, over a holiday weekend. So there were a lot of local people, people that drove to the port, and were having a great time. We chose not to do everything that we possibly could because it was just a four-day cruise, right? And uh, we wanted to uh, get the most out of what we did. In Key West, we got off the ship, went, for, took a pedicab around the. Uh, around the area and uh, had a nice leisurely day uh, there. And in Cozumel, uh, we did the same thing. 
we didn't try to fit a whole lot into a short amount of time, and I think that's one of the keys to uh, really enjoying a short cruise when you can do that. Do you have any first-timer tips for Key West or Cozumel? Well, Key West, of course, you can't you can't go there and not have conch fritters. You had uh, uh, key lime pie. Can't miss that. Cozumel, a lot of good jewelry buys in Cozumel. I'll tell you something that I did learn about in Cozumel, though, Yeah. that I hadn't figured on before. We docked at the other pier, the pier that I wasn't used to docking at and I wasn't familiar with. And we walked off the ship as we normally do without our port guide shopping map. And I wish I'd brought it, too, because we bought some uh, jewelry, uh, that just a bracelet and, and some earrings for uh, my wife and and uh, it turns out they weren't really silver, and uh, yeah, nice. I wish I'd known that uh, going in. It would have been nice. I'll tell you one thing that I was really impressed with on the Carnival Destiny. The cruise director said, I hope you have a great time here on the Carnival Destiny, the number one ship in the fleet. And I thought to myself, where, did, where does that come from? Yeah, number one in what? Found out later, number one in customer service, and it really did show. Huh. I mean, every single where, every every place you turned, people were happy, people were enjoying. You know, and you can tell. You can tell when people are, are happy because they're paid to be happy or happy because they enjoy doing their jobs. These people were really enjoying doing what they were doing from um, – cleaning rooms to serving uh, food to whatever. I didn't meet one person that didn't seem genuinely happy to be there and happy to uh, be doing what they were doing. And, and that's, that was kind of re- that was refreshing. All right, Chris, it's always so pleasurable having you. See you later. <laughs> Have you been dreaming lately about a romantic tropical cruise to the Caribbean? Cruise one. Or how about a breathtaking scenic cruise to Alaska? Cruise one. Or how about the Mexican Riviera? Or Cancun? Cozumel? Or New England? Or Canada? Or Italy? Or Greece? Or the Far East? Or how about a cruise around the whole world? Cruise one. Got a dream vacation for you. Cruise one. Let us send you on your way. Cruise one. Number one in cruising nationwide. Cruise One has more than 550 cruise specialists nationwide ready to help you plan your dream cruise. And speaking with a local Cruise One expert is as easy as calling toll-free 1-800-CRUISE and the number one. That's 1-800-CRUISE-1 or find us online at cruiseone.com. Number one in cruising nationwide. Cruise One, yeah, He's with us again, maritime attorney Jim Walker, found at cruiselawnews.com. Welcome back to Cruise Radio, Jim. Now, before we get started on the big question, first, can you please tell us what the Jones Act is, and please break it down in very simple terms. Uh, Ninety years ago, the U.S. Congress passed a, a law to protect the U.S. shipping industry, and it was, uh, it was officially called the Merchant Marine Act of 1920. Most people call it the Jones Act. And it essentially required any, uh, any ships that sailed any goods or any people from one U.S. port to another, uh, there were three requirements. One, the ship had to carry a U.S. flag. Uh, two, the ship had to be constructed in the uh, good old United States. And number three, you had to have U.S. crew members aboard. And so that was the law that was passed some 90 years ago. So the big question is, Jim, why can't cruise ships sail from one U.S. port to another? Because the cruise industry uh, does not carry U.S. flags. Uh, the cruise ships are not constructed in the United States, and 95-plus uh, percent of the crew members are non-U.S. Uh, employees. 
as you know, most of the uh, the beautiful ships, the beautiful NCL ships and Royal Caribbean ships, uh, they're constructed in Norway, Italy, uh, France, some of them in, in right. Germany, and uh, the U.S. no longer is considered to be a major shipbuilding country. I think less than 1% of major merchant ships and tankers and cruise ships and such are constructed here in the United States. So legally, as long as they hit a foreign port in between those two U.S. ports, obviously, they're, they're a-okay. They're, they're a-okay. Okay. You see the ships kind of meandering around. They'll go over to Nassau from Miami, and then they'll go from Nassau down to Key West, but you can't go down straight to Key West. And you can't get off at a different U.S. port, like in Key West, if you sailed from Miami. That's also in violation of the Jones Act. Some cruise ships that reposition, they come to port a couple days early, so they'll have a cruise to nowhere where you can board the ship and you know go out to sea for two or three days, but not really hit a port. Now, does that fall within that? Yeah, that's that's perfectly legal. That doesn't violate the Jones Act because that's not uh, a cruise or uh, you know a transit from one U.S. port to another U.S. port. So if you leave from Fort Lauderdale, you've got to come back to Fort Lauderdale. Uh, unless you go to a, uh, to a foreign port. All right, as always, we appreciate your info, Jim. You got it. Coming up next week, more with Stuart Shearer on the Cruise Guy, but more importantly... I will be in Nassau, Bahamas. Woo-hoo! Stay abreast of all the latest cruise news. Simply go to cruiseradio.net, our new and improved site, and under where it says Instant Email Updates... Give us your email address. It's there. Stitcher Radio Network. Check it out. CruiseRadio.net. From the Cruise Radio Studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Matt Basford. And I'm Doug Parker. And this is Cruise Radio. Thanks for listening to Cruise Radio. For information on how your company can reach over 100,000 travel enthusiasts a week, email sales at CruiseRadio.net. Find Cruise Radio on iTunes, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Just search Cruise Radio. I'm your announcer!